0: I don't get a break by running out of state. Um, (laughs) It it, it was funny. That's funny that you, I knew you were going to ask me about that. And uh, (laughs) when I was coming home this morning, uh, I was on the phone with my wife and I'm running through Madera and and I I come right through the the pilot truck stop there at Avenue 18 and a half on 99 there. And uh, I went holy bleep and uh, I looked up and it was 714. Uh, so we break, we broke the $7 a gallon mark. Broke the barrier. Um, oh my
1: God. Yeah. Yep. You heard that right. Fuel prices out west and least in Madeira, California at the pilot there, broke the sound barrier, so to speak, this week, crossing the $7 per gallon threshold. An eventuality that Merced area-based small fleet owner, C.G. Soza, and I had just talked about a few days before the conversation you heard just a small piece of there at the top. I'm Todd Dills, your host for this edition of the Overdrive Radio Podcast for June the 10th, 2022, where we're going to hear a lot more from Soza about where his thinking is around his home state's contractor law, AB5, and how it stands to potentially upend the contract relationship he has with an owner-operator running under his authority. Likewise, Sosa is the proprietor of the A.J. Sosa Memorial Truck Show, happening in just a couple weeks in Merced, starting a day after the Supreme Court is set to conference and potentially decide whether it will, in fact, take up the California Trucking Association's appeal of the Ninth Circuit Court's 2021 decision upholding the AB5 contractor law. If the Supreme Court doesn't take it up, that day could be quite eventful for Sosa, scads of other small fleet owners, and leased owner-operators out west, no doubt. As if they and C.C. Sosa's car hauling small fleet didn't already have enough to contend with when it comes to business difficulties.
0: It's tough. I mean, I I, I don't know where where it's going to finally end, when it's going to finally break. I mean, somewhere it's got to break. Um, I mean, realistically, it, it, at six fifty to seven dollars a gallon, it's pretty much costing every truck out there a dollar a mile to run just for yeah, diesel. A dollar plus, you know, in some and cases, it's. Yeah. Yeah, in some cases a dollar plus. And it's like, you know, you you have to take that into account. I mean, you know, you figure you do a 300 uh, mile run. I mean, (laughs) you take 300 bucks right off the top of that right now. So it's, uh, yeah, it's it's harsh. Um, And I I just, I keep, you know, inching my rates up little by little, you know, my customers have been pretty susceptible to it. They're like, you know, we understand, we get that um the second round now that we're we're high sixes you know i've I've gotten a lot more pushback basically and you know i'm like you know it's it's out of my control you know um Mm -hmm. and i think it's not so much they don't understand but i think they're just as much upset about it as as we all are so um but yeah i mean the trucking industry is gonna you know if you're hauling cheap freight you're you're basically digging your own grave there's no room for that anymore and uh we're going to have, you know, probably a lot of guys, unfortunately, go out of business and, and you know, it's it's going to be a major hurt. Um, mm-hmm. And then when things do break loose, then we're going to be even more of a truck driving shortage. And, you know, it, the guys who do make it through it, they're not going to be able to keep up. You know, it, it'll be kind of a, a, a feast or famine, and it's going to be a big feast at that point. And, you know, it, we're still going to have product issues getting through to, you know, to everybody. And, uh you know, the, the supply chain you think is bad now, it'll be even worse uh, come come when that time comes. So we're just riding it out. Um, I mean, that's why I've told my guys, you know, cause they've asked me, what are we gonna do? I'm like, we're just gonna keep riding it out. I mean, you know, it's the point to where if we can't make money, we might as well park them, but you know, that's not gonna do any, anybody any good either. So we're, we're in a tough spot. Everybody's in a tough spot right now. You know, not just little guys, but big guys. I mean, it's it's, gonna be really interesting what happens here in the next six months you know and I think it's gonna come sooner than later you know I know people are saying it might be you know a year but I'm I'm thinking it's gonna be a lot sooner than later especially since we've already you know I've already seen seven dollar and fourteen uh, cents a gallon for fuel here we're here we're it you know it's it's happening now so getting through the summer will be real interesting we'll, we'll have to keep our fingers crossed and, and see what happens
1: As Sosa suggested, the strong should survive, but the pressure $7 diesel puts on the entirety of the national economy is such that, minus some relief, things could get hairy all around. Time will tell. Stay tuned for more from Sosa here shortly. Before we get there though, Overdrive's own news editor Matt Cole has been out in Branson, Missouri since yesterday at the Shell Rotella Super Eggs event. Catch some scenes from it with owner-operators showcasing some of the best in custom working rigs on the show's first day, now at overdriveonline.com. The event this year moved off its well-trod path a bit, away from its traditional truck stop venue as it travels annually to a different area of the nation. Here's Matt Cole laying out the scene yesterday when he arrived.
2: So it is um, right as you come into Branson, it's at the city landing. Right on the White River, so there's a beautiful wow. backdrop of the river and you know cliffs on the other side of the, of the river there. So it's it's a really awesome scene. Um, I was out there briefly this afternoon, and it looks like there's probably fifty-ish trucks, give or take a few. Um, but uh, you know the quality of truck that's out there is definitely definitely way up there this year. You can yeah. tell that the owners um, really went above and beyond this year. I yeah. think it might have to do, you know. Branson's such a tourist town, and yeah, right. where the sh- where the trucks are sh- are set up, it's right there. Um, there's a big Bass Pro Shops that's like right next to where the trucks are are set up, and it's right as you're coming driving into town, and so they're just they're very visible to all the people walking around, and yep. um, yep. there'll probably be a lot more foot traffic this year than there has been at previous at previous Super Rigs, so that should be pretty cool.
1: I wonder if that lit. Lent- I wonder if that limits uh participation at all given it's not the truck stop as it usually is i wonder if that's one of the reasons that maybe the number of truck owners seems smaller than maybe sometimes it does early in the Ex event
2: yeah that's kind of what i'm thinking mm-hmm. uh it it kind of seems like the uh you know the parking capacity um where they have them set up is, yeah. is smaller than than what you would get at a truck stop so
1: right. it's an absolutely beautiful site for show though as pictures you can see at overdriveonline.com. Is this the first time you ever been to Branson or have you you've been there before? It is,
2: yeah, it's the first time. It seems mm-hmm. like a cool little spot though. I mean there's there's a ton going on, a lot of foot traffic all over the place, but there's seems like plenty of restaurants and and bars and yeah, shops yeah. and you know, the whole uh, the whole run.
1: It's kind of like little Nashville. I I I feel like people I've heard people describe it that way anyways. I've heard, yeah, I've heard Nashville, I've heard it like
2: Vegas of the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. seems pretty cool, especially right there right down there on the river where the trucks are set up it's It's just a some cool visuals for sure um, I talked to a few folks today um I'll be uh really talking a lot more to the owners tomorrow doing more in depth interviews but um you know there's there's a ton of great looking trucks out there and um you know there's there's plenty of stuff to do other than other than the truck show as well so um, you know if you if you're not too far out. Um, you know, it'd be a great opportunity to come and see some great trucks and then, uh, you know, spend some time in downtown
1: Branson. If you make it along US 65 Super Rigs, watch for Matt Cole and introduce yourself. I know he'll appreciate it. I wanted to talk to Cole too about the AB5 contractor law and the pending possible Supreme Court case. Nobody's been following the steps along the way toward the high court, possibly taking up the California Trucking Association's ongoing challenge to the law more closely than him. I referenced my talk with C.G. Souza, whose current relationship with one leased owner-operator at the small car haul fleet is put in jeopardy by the contractor law, if allowed to apply to trucking. Headquartered in California's Central Valley, Souza and I—we were talking just about, you know, the kind of contingency planning or lack thereof that is going on all around the state, with regard to uh, whether or not. Uh, AB five is going to be allowed to go into effect and apply to trucking in California, and you know that affects operations outside of California as well to a certain degree. And, and a lot of a lot of big fleets have have already sort of made the pivot and sort of stopped leasing guys in California. It's it's almost like they feel like they see the writing on the wall here. Mm-hmm. But um, we've had a couple of recent developments in that case uh over the last uh several weeks. Um Solicitor General uh has requested by the Supreme Court uh you know representing the US government the Solicitor General says we don't think that you guys need to review this case. We think the Ninth Circuit is right and AB5 should apply to trucking. And it's not that and they even go as far as to say, you know, it's not that big of a deal. It's not going to be that that big of a deal. They filed a uh, California Trucking Association filed their brief in response to the Solicitor General's opinion. And what did they say? And and how was how interesting was it to see uh some of our own overdrive reporting mentioned in a brief before the Supreme Court met?
2: Well, it was definitely great to see uh, you know, Overdrive's hard work <laughs> uh be represented <laughs> in, in something filed at the Supreme Court. Um, but CTA basically just took apart um the solicitor general's brief uh point by point you know the solicitor Ge- solicitor general tried to say that uh you know like you were talking about that um essentially the uh that AB5 wouldn't have that big of a, an impact on carriers and owner operators in California and um you know anybody who's followed this case or you know this this law at all um knows that's that's not the case so, um, you know, CTA basically laid out, the fa- or you know, the facts at least according to to their, um, you know, their opinion and their thoughts on on what's been going on. And it sounds like we'll we should hear in the next couple of weeks what the Supreme Court decides to do, whether they want, are going to hear the appeal or not.
1: Are we sure it's going to be that soon, though? Um, I know there's been some differing opinions on that.
2: Um, yeah if if they decide to hear it they won't hear it until probably october or later um but the decision to hear it could be made uh before the end of this month the supreme court docket for the case um they updated it this week and said that the um it's been distributed for conference of june 23rd so that's uh two weeks from today so that'll mean that uh you know, on, on June 23rd, they should issue in their orders whether or not they will, uh, whether or not
1: they'll take the case.
2: I, I believe that's the last day that they are in session until October. Okay.
1: Guess where I'm going to be going on the 23rd?
2: Where are you going on the 23rd? California.
1: As you'll hear a little later, I've had plans in place for months now to be on hand in Merced the AJ Sosa Memorial Truck Show. We're sure AB5 will be on the minds of truck owners to some degree. I doubt though, whatever news we might receive that day will dampen festivities at a show that's shaping up to be a big one. It's just its second year.
2: The General, more or less was like, well, you know, owner operators will just become employees. Um, and I, as, if know, like, uh, that, as if that's like
1: that, as a if good it's thing. the same thing or, yeah, or yeah. you it's know, no different, but,
2: yeah. Right. And obviously if you're an owner operator, you know, there's, there's more that you want out of, out of trucking than, than just being a company driver. So it's, it's, it's a silly, to me, it's a silly argument that, oh, you can, you know, you can just go be a company driver. They also, you know, they talked about, I believe it's, um, you know, commonly known as the two check system, uh, you know, you could be, be a company driver, but own your own truck, uh, bring your own truck to the agreement. Yeah. Um, And CTA basically said that wouldn't work either, because once the equipment gets aged out, especially um, they didn't say this, but, um, you know, especially given California's strict emissions requirements, um, you know, once those trucks start to get older, um, you know, you you can't uh, you can't reasonably expect an employee to buy a new two hundred plus thousand dollar truck. I mean, it seems to me like, you know, if, if you're considered an employee, but you just have your own truck and you know you have to replace that truck is there enough incentive there to go out and buy a brand new truck
1: yeah on behalf of your employer right right, on behalf of your employer in some cases maybe there is plenty incentive for a truck owner truly committed to the company he or she works for plenty profitable and all the rest the extent to which any owner-operator values independence in fact varies to a great degree i know Though most in Overdrive's audience side wagers sit on the higher side of that scale, with plenty of skin in the game, as they say. Among these, of course, small fleet owner, CG Sosa. Um
0: I've been in the trucking business pretty much all my life. <laughs> um I currently now have um two trucks, three trucks, uh tow truck, uh we did get the new truck. Um, it's currently being built. It's not on the road yet, but we also got rid of one of our older trucks. We we're having some major motor issues. So we kind of substitute one for the other. So we didn't grow. We kind of stayed the same. Right. Um, so, I mean, that, and I've been, uh, uh, in the car business now for the last, well, since 2017, that's what five years now, a little over five years. Yeah. So, um, and that's pretty much it, you know. Uh, that's what I do. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm married, a father of five kids, and two of them are are adults and doing their thing, and two little ones that are three and four that try to keep me young and tired most of the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. sure, sure. So you, so it's you, um, so it's you, and then two owner operators. It was me and two owner-operators. Now
0: it's uh, one owner-operator and two company trucks, and then the tow truck.
1: I asked Sosa then about his thinking around AB5 and just what contingency plan he may or may not have in place for his contract with that owner-operator should the Supreme Court not take the AB5 case, allowing the Ninth Circuit Appeals Court ruling to stand or uphold the decision with a later trial, whatever the case may be.
0: I mean, I guess besides going completely you know, rogue, you'd have to... Really tear into the law, find the loopholes, and and you know, and try to get, you know, to try to keep those kind of people. Because I mean, owner operators now are hard are hard to find. Yeah. You know, it's going to get even harder with fuel. It's going to get even harder with this law. Um, you know, and that's one of the reasons I, you know, I still have a piece of equipment that's sitting. It, it's it's going to be, it's going to be a difficult uh, you know, battle. Which you know, I'm I'm glad that they were able to you know put the injunction on it and kind of put a pause on it. I know. A lot of companies bought out their owner operators when this all came and then it got in junction. So, you know, there was a lot of unhappy people with that all the way around. Um, and, and, you know, Todd, it goes to where, when's it gonna end? When, when, when is it gonna find, they're gonna put such a hurt on the trucking industry, whether you're owner operator or company driver, eventually it's, got, it's gonna come to a head somewhere. And this is right. just another, you know, stake that they're trying to put into our industry that just makes it tougher. How am I going to work around it exactly? Like I said, we're going to have to get in there, see if we can find some loopholes. Um, we might have to, I mean, honestly, I might have to open up another business and another business name and, and dispatch them between the two businesses. So it's, yeah, you know, because like I know a that's part of the problem. Yeah. yeah um, but of course, that all costs money. It's, it's not cheap to do that. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. you know if, if to get everything done right for to, to solidify just a business name and everything else, you know, you're, you're talking a couple thousand dollars. Right. You know, yeah, in hindsight, it might be cheap, but when you consider everybody has to do it because you know a lift driver or somebody got been out of shape because of you know whatever have you that's that's what we have to go through so you know yeah. there's there's a few avenues that we might have to go through um 'cause i i I still want to keep with my owner operator uh platform um and and stay on that path, but as you know as it keeps getting harder and harder. Yeah we're going to have to adjust just like I've done through COVID and everything else. You know, I, I might have to adjust and do all company drivers, but I just, I'd really like to stay with that platform if I can. So we'll work through it one way or another, we'll work through it.
1: That second, that second truck that you got, um, I I think, I know we talked about that last year. You have a, an employee that has been working with you for a long time that is sort of prepared to go behind the wheel of that truck. Is that still the case? Yep, Yep. 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 Yep.
0: Uh, yep. My, my, uh, Brett Scroggins. He's been with me now for, he's been with me for three years. He worked for me previous. I've, I've known him since he was about eight years old, you know? So, um, but yeah, he was still going to, uh, uh, my, my older W 900, which, uh, you guys saw at Joplin and everything oh, else. Yeah. Okay. Right? He's going to jump I, into that, that
1: one and you're going into the new one. Okay.
0: Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm going to the new one. The new one's got a lot bigger sleeper, and I'm getting too old to be jumping back <laughs> into that bunk. I want something I can walk back to and take my shoes off. So,
1: <laughs> yeah. when do you expect that to have that done? Uh well,
0: I, I, it was supposed, to, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, same.
0: I know what you're she gonna say. It was supposed
1: stuff. to be done this time, it it's not done <laughs> yet. Yeah. Yeah.
0: When you start doing custom stuff it never goes the way you want it to go or as fast as you want it but you know technically i should have had it next week all done uh right now um the time paint gets done and and to be roadworthy again uh i am hoping for the about the last week of july so about another month okay. um you know the new trailer that i have ordered for it's already in uh so once you know we get the get the truck done i can hook up and start rolling um so hopefully i'll be turning some miles on it there at the end of july and and start getting it broke in so
1: tell me a little bit about it what is it
0: Uh, i got another w900 um you know i've i've always kind of i don't want to say buck the system but you know everybody well if you want the truck you got to get a peter belt you got to get a peter belt just like, you know, Harley, you know, if you want to probably get a Harley and I got a victory. I, so instead of getting a Peterbilt, I got a Kenworth. You know, that's not the only reason. The other reason is being 6'2", I don't really fit in a Peterbilt. You know, I just, I don't know how some of these guys do it. I'm just not comfortable in it. So, so yeah, so I got another W900. Um, it's uh, uh, the long hood with a 72-inch mid-roof. Okay. Uh, so it doesn't have the windows on top. Uh, and it's got it kind of halfway between a flat top and the and the and the raised roof. Right. Um, we're at a 309 inch wheelbase. Uh, I have the new X15, I think the new model is now, yeah, uh, 565, cameras, yeah. yeah, with the 13 speed behind it. Um, so yeah, and it's uh, it's the same paint scheme as my red and blue one, okay, but I'm going with completely different colors. Um, uh, a little different look as far as the deck plate and stuff goes. Uh, I've ch- I switched up some of the paint like on the fenders and stuff like that to make it different than uh, my other truck. Um, and, uh, we're doing a theme with this one we're doing, uh, I, I like to say, but I want to kind of keep that hush hush for right now. So okay. but it's going to be very much theme related with some neat kind of trick stuff that, uh, came out of my brain here one night sitting in my office. And so I'm really, I'm really looking forward to having it all come together and see what it really looks like, you know, and cool. that's one of the things I, I have all these ideas, But I don't have the equipment, nor do I have some of the knowledge to build some of the stuff. So uh, I went with to a a guy who does a lot of my repairs. He does metal fabrication, and basically I handed him three or four pieces of paper. I said, "Build that for me." (laughs) (laughs) So we sat down for a couple hours. We went through everything, how we thought it would fit, and you know, at that time it looked like okay, this is going to work out. And obviously, it didn't work out that way. I've had to spend many hours over there going, "Okay, well, if we move this or we put this here and..." know to get it all fit and uh we got everything done i took everything to paint about a week ago so we're super excited things came out actually better than i had anticipated which is always a good thing when you just put it on paper uh right so yeah so we're super excited i'm super you know ready to get it up in the rows showing it off a little bit you know i'm i'm hoping to have all the interior and everything done and and maybe you know I might throw my hat in there at Matt's with it in Kentucky, so I'm kind of keeping my fingers crossed we can get that all done in time for that and 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 go out there and and, uh, go play with the big boys for a little bit and (laughs) see how I fare.
1: Um, Is it a 2022?
0: Yeah, 2022.
1: Uh, we won't get to see it at all at the uh, at the AJ Sosa Memorial Truck Show in two weeks. No, no, that is too bad. I was, and
0: that's what I was hoping for. I'd yep. be able to unveil it there at my own truck show. You know, that would be kind of bittersweet. But, you know, uh, as you know, when you get older, you get more patience. And you realize when you start pushing stuff, it doesn't come out the way you want it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to have to bite the bullet on this one. I need to be patient, make sure it's done right. So, no, unfortunately, it won't even be making an appearance there at at, at our truck show, but, you know, hey, <laughs> you can't win them all.
1: What's the name of your uh, mechanic shop there?
0: Uh, Stinkow Welding. He's in Hillmar. Uh, it's a, it's him and his brother, and he's got a few guys that work for him. Um, Takai does, I mean, phenomenal work when it comes to welding and Fabricating and and you know doing pretty much whatever it is you can think of really when it comes yeah. to metal and stuff like that. So uh, he's done well. He's done basically all the metal work from behind the cab all the way to the back. Right. So uh, you guys will, you know, everybody will get a chance to see that, and that's that's 100% his work. So
1: that's Sin Cow Welding, like Central California Sin Cow in Hillmore. I asked those that to tell the story of his truck show, Ben and it's just its second year and getting underway the 24th at the Merced Fairgrounds. It's two weeks from now. Regular readers probably have had a window on it already, given we told a bit of that story in Overdrive when the Sosa Trucking Small Fleet was a semi-finalist in Overdrive's Small Fleet Championship last year. This year's championship entries are open, by the way. Get those in at overdriveonline.com. If you're anywhere near the vicinity of Merced, California and the surrounding region, I'm willing to bet the Sosa Memorial Truck Show will be quite a time.
0: Super excited about the truck show. I mean, you know, last year it was a bunch of unknowns. Uh, you know, I was a little, you know, obviously I was a little stressed. We went first um,
1: year you'd ever done it then, right? Yeah. yeah first yeah,
0: time yeah. I've ever done a truck show, period. Uh, first year for, for this one, um, you know, we came up to the 30 days before the show and we only had like 30 entries. Man, I'm wow. like, uh, this is going to flop. But I'm like, you know what? If I get 50 trucks, I'll be happy. We'll break even. You know, that's a win. Um, the last two weeks, you know, a bunch of registers flood in, then a bunch of people showed up the day of. You know, we wound up having 104 registered trucks. I think there was actually 113 trucks on the grounds. So I was ecstatic, you know, big success. We didn't have any hiccups, you know. You know, of course I had a few growing pains. Um, I fixed those problems from uh the first year. So this year we're like 400% ahead on registrations. Um, we're already at 80 some trucks right now. Um, I'm fully expecting upwards of 150. Okay. Um, so we're, 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 we're on a really good track. Um, we have a lot of neat things we got going on. The goodie bags, uh, for the drivers, I think are just awesome. Especially I've done different uh, promotions, you know, whoever registers, you know, at this time will get a little extra piece in their, in their bag. you know the main goodie bag we're gonna have a customized uh water tumbler with the logo on it the t-shirt um we had a custom um bottle openers corkscrews made with the, the truck show on it um the bracelets uh pins the magnets yeah. that all the trucks are gonna get so cool yeah. um every, so yeah so it's gonna be really cool goodie bag so we're excited about that um my wife has jumped in and just did an amazing job with getting vendors. We got over 20 vendors. She has secured um, between lots of food, different kinds of food, um, coffee, slushies, anything you kind of think of, we're gonna have. Right. Um, uh, of course, industry people that are in the industry um, and most of these people I use personally for my own truck stuff. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's gonna be cool. PDI is bringing out their big truck and display. Cool. Uh, 10 Four Magazine will be out there with their big display. Uh, so on that front, there's going to be a lot to do, um, Saturday night, uh, or should I say Saturday, uh, we're having the truck rodeo, which, you know, used to be, uh, in most of the trucking, you know, the truck shows back in the day and it's kind of died out. So I'm trying to bring this back a little bit. Um, we actually got, um, one of, um, Sunny D manufacturing to give us a big sponsor to help us out with the rodeo um so we have uh currently right now we got a lot of people entered in the hay squeeze contest uh which will be held in the stadium there at the fairgrounds uh that's going to be going all day on saturday um saturday we're also going to have um the celebrity from the mayans mc uh television show on fox um by uh, a gentleman by the name of frankie loyal uh he's actually a friend of the family's uh he actually knew my late wife and my son um oh, wow. okay uh, yeah and his uh, his mother's actually um was my late son's daycare or not daycare preschool teacher uh-huh. and she's uh-huh. actually my preschool teacher my two youngest ones so we're pretty connected with them when i mentioned it to him he's like dude this is a no-brainer i'll be more than happy to come out um you know normally celebrities get paid to do those sort of things he's like i believe in your cause there's nothing you have to give me let's donate everything we make uh, right to the foundation so that'll be going on Saturday from starting at six uh, pm Saturday afternoon uh, the band's gonna start playing Saturday at six going to about nine ten o'clock um, the beer garden will be open in the stadium and then uh, the lights come on at dusk and you know and we go from there so Saturday is going to have a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff to keep everybody entertained. Nobody should be able to be getting bored at all whatsoever. So uh, we're really looking forward to it. We're happy with the way everything's coming around. So yeah, super excited with that. Sunday is going to be a little more relaxed. Um, Of course, all the judging will be wrapped up on Saturday. So Sunday will be a lot of tallying, um, getting everything ready for the award show. Um, We are actually going to have a, a can crushing contest. For the guys who you know have airbags and stuff on the front. Let's see who can crush the can the, the lowest. So we're gonna do that Sunday to kind of give us something to do between there and then uh the closing ceremonies will start at one, all the raffle prizes, all right. neat stuff like that, the awards. So um, so yeah, we're we're really excited. Everything's coming along well. We haven't had any hiccups, you know, uh cool. people have been wanting to donate. So yeah, really good. I can't, you know, you'll see. I know you're coming out, so yep. you'll get to experience some of that. So we're we're excited.
1: Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh it sounds like it is going to be definitely great and I mean I love the I love what you're doing there and it's it seems it's it's so nice to see something that is uh so young kind of kind of take off, you know. Uh, quickly, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: we're it's, it's we're very
1: fortunate with that. Yeah, yeah we're very fortunate it. with that. So. Forget, for folks that aren't aware of, the, of your of the foundation. Um, I mean, I know we've we've certainly written about it a number of times in the past year or so, um, or at least touched on it um but i know there's probably a lot of people out there that that are hearing this that that have no idea what this what, what the what the aj soza foundation is about um but you know, tell tell us that story and um, and what and what the foundation is for and how the show benefits
0: sure well yeah it's basically the the reason why we're having the show so in 2016 um my wife and son were actually on the way to my son's tutoring for his dyslexia uh, and on the way there, they um, they were in an auto accident, and and they both uh, passed away in the accident. This was in 2016. So um, took me yeah. a little bit to to get me back up and going, and you know, and as the couple of years went by, I'm like, okay, I need to do something to keep you know keep their memory alive. I know the the school that uh, my late wife worked at and my son went to, they put you know benches in their memory and stuff like that, which is great, but. That's not, not something I have done. It's not something that I have right there. So um, actually coming into COVID, we're like, let's you know, let's try to do a truck show. We don't have anything in Northern California at that time. So I'm like, you know what, let's try to do that. Of course, COVID shot that down. So uh, last year was the first year um, and that's why we call it the Soza Memorial Truck Show. Um, I lost my dad, uh, let see, it was three years ago, last February. Um, and he's one of the reasons why I've, you know, i gotten into the trucking. You know, he was, you know, he, he was my mentor when it comes to that. So, uh, unfortunately there's a lot of me, uh, memorial that we're, that we're utilizing for people that are in my life that I've lost, but you know, it, it's made me stronger. It's made this happen. It's made this great success. So with the truck show coming along, all the proceeds and I, I, I can tell people, I don't make a dime off it. Um, a lot of times it costs me more money than, than what, you know, than, than it should, but I, it's for the cause of helping kids that have the same dyslexia as my son did um it's worth it to me it's you know it's worth all the hours of doing this and and my wife helping me and you know she supports me so much in that and it's it's worth it all so everything goes to now the foundation that's completely legit all with the state of california we're a legalized corporation which is the aj dyslexia foundation um Our nonprofit status should be done according to the attorney within about 30 days, uh, which will retrofit back through this year, which is great. Um, So we're pretty much on the right track to start helping kids this fall semester. So with that being said, we're helping kids so they don't have to travel outside the county and have to make that trip like you know my son had to make every week. We can get them help right here. I can bring the tutor in. We can get them evaluated, and go from there. And the foundation will pay for all that. Most of the kids. Uh, especially at the school that uh, my uh, late wife worked at, they don't really have the means to pay for that testing. Um, it is pretty expensive. Uh, the original evaluation is anywhere from seven to eight hundred dollars, and then your tutoring lessons are about eighty bucks a, a tutoring session, and you got anywhere from twenty to thirty sessions or so to get you know kids' brains straightened back out to to correct that. So with that being said, we're excited to help kids that don't either have the means and help them right here in our county, right here in Merced City School District. And i am um, been so privileged to have the success with the truck show that I could do this. And, you know, obviously we couldn't do it without my feather drivers and I couldn't do it with my support system, um, my wife especially. And so, yeah, it's been I'm really fortunate. That God has blessed me to be able to do that. So that's what we're doing. That's what it's all about. I mean, it's, it's all 100% for a good cause. And, you know, nobody's ego, nobody's pocketbook, nobody's, you know, t-shirt business. It's strictly just for that. Yep.
1: Yep. And, uh, and so the, so all the, all the proceeds from like the truck registrations and everything else goes directly to that. Yeah everything the truck registrations
0: once we pay all the bills everything goes you know yeah. what's left over all goes towards that so yeah, yeah the the registration you guys did pretty
1: well last year if I remember us talking yeah. about it in terms of the in terms of the amount of kind of I think we, we were we were ballparking it when you and I were talking in terms of the number of uh you know like kids you theoretically could support with the money that you had uh from the truck show last year and you were still working on getting the nonprofit set up and everything and getting it right together. But it, it, it was pretty substantial, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah. We,
0: we we did right just right there at nineteen thousand after yeah. we paid all the bills. Um fortunately we had money because you know you got to pay attorneys to do that sort of thing. So yeah. you know we 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 spent a little bit of that getting it set up, but we had to get that all set up to be able to do what we wanted to do. So no. but for yeah a first year truck show to you know almost clear out twenty grand to I mean yeah i could be i could be more happy i mean i was ecstatic sure. with that so yeah. um but yeah with in this year we have uh we got more stuff to sell um i even sell my company shirts um and then you know the proceeds from that goes right back into the to the to the foundation too so basically everything that's sold there that has soza's name on it will be for the foundation the ticket sales all the donations everything's yeah 100 percent to there so we're we're looking good i i would say I mean, if we didn't exceed that 20,000 mark this year, I'd be really surprised. But I I think we're going to probably, you know, exceed that
1: by at least 50%, so. And if you're going to be there, reach out. It'd be great to meet you. Thanks for listening. And to Overdrive Newsletter Matt Cole and Sosa Trucking owner C.G. Sosa for their time. Overdrive Radio is a production of Overdrive, the voice of the American Trucker. It's edited and produced by me, Todd Dills, the ongoing support of trucker songwriter and overdrive contributor paul marhofer the podcast is backed up further by our own matt cole we heard from today social media coordinator holly young and executive editor alex locke until next time